You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Oh. All right. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Quit laughing, Lindsay. Declan's not. Quit laughing. Um, Why? We're all happy. It's Monday. Yeah. Yeah, this is fantastic. Uh, wild 81 points now. They get shut out by the uh, Coyotes in Arizona on Sunday. Coyotes, 84 points as we record this, and they're not even the second wild card. That would be Colorado at 85, so it's 85, 84, 81. And as you pointed out before we started this, Chicago Blackhawks are now only two points behind the wild. Um, the bottom of the division. So is this, is this, and ultimately I think the answer is yes, is this the best thing? that this is unfolding this way. Declan, you go first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It I'm, makes you happy. I'm jacked. This is great. This is this is exactly well, we're just glad is, you're alive. This is everything life. I want. Yeah, I mean I almost I almost I didn't almost die. But but I I, I, I my my heart almost just collapsed on me of excitement that this uh almost happened. So uh the fact that Darcy Kemper too shuts them out I think is also great. I know Darcy probably felt pretty good after How that. How good did he look yesterday? He looked he looked He's good. He played like twenty consecutive nineteen or twenty consecutive no, games. That sounds like He's on the Dubnik point. Sounds yeah. reminiscent of a couple just a few years back when uh Absolutely. he was supplanted for that very exact spot. So uh no, I'm I'm very excited about that. Uh I'm running out of excuses uses with Victor Rask because he <laughs> is awful and I can finally admit that awful. on this podcast it took me you know till the 80th game of the season to do that but he, yes he is bad I I apologize well he's awful oh. thus far this from what we've seen he hasn't been yeah. great and, and he, uh yeah, I really hope he can reset and 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 figure out his game by next year because because that cap hit's not going away so uh yeah this is good. This is good. We're getting we're 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 tanking. The draft odds are increasing. This is good. I agree. I think I think what this team needed more than anything was just some sort of finality and while it's not final quite yet, um, you know, if they lose in Vegas, it's essentially over, you know, just a couple nights before, but they were for all the years that they've, you know, stormed into the playoffs after they've been on the back end of the season just swooning it away with weird goal droughts and weird goaltending mishaps just straight up this season died the exact way as it should have Mm -hmm. in uh in an in a game where they heavily outshot a team that they were clearly playing better than and comes up with absolutely nothing and uh I just there's I see a few things on social media after the game where they were getting a little bit on the goaltending I'm like no, no, no. That Dubnik should have saved him. Well, the first goal that Dubnik gave up yesterday isn't the greatest goal of all time, but it, it, at the end of the day, I'm not going to – in Vegas, he was phenomenal. He was great. And if at the end of the day, if you don't score, I have no reason to go after the goalies unless there's just – the goals were completely preventable, but they were not. They were – that's not – this This is not on him. I also I don't think, think I of, of late – since that complete debacle was it against Dallas at home a few weeks ago? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think this is for lack of effort. No. I, I think that when you're missing Dumba, and and as 
much as we might get on Koivu, he does bring something. Yes. Like he's not a he's not a terrible player. He, he gives you something. And now Parisi's been out. At some point, what's the deal with him? At some point, and and you and it's not like you were great to start off with, right? No. no. So at some point, you just say to yourself, okay, they're trying, but. They just don't have enough good players. Right. Like, they're not a player. This is not This is not a team that I would have any interest as a fan in seeing make the playoffs. Right. Because yes. I don't want to watch them play. Exactly. In the play. Like, exactly. Like, like, if you're like, okay, Judd, you could sit down and watch Colorado play uh, the Jets tonight, first right. round. Or you could watch the Jets and Wild. I'm like, oh, Colorado. Give, give me the F yeah. every single time. <laughs> yeah. right. more fun to watch. Right. Well, we're a little bit, you know, biased in the sense, like, we've had to watch this all season, and we've seen this kind of percolate for months now, where, like, I'm watching that game, or these last few games, like you, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so boring. I feel like we're a dead puck Jacques Lemaire last couple of <laughs> years of his tenure, where it's just, the only thing that's different is that there's just more odd man rushes, because like I've said the last couple of weeks, I think one of the biggest things I've noticed in their play that's really hurt them, at least on the scoreboard, has been their inability to shut down the neutral zone and to be giving up so many odd man rushes. That just creates you know, so much more energy being um, expunded out and trying to make sure that you're not you know, giving up that two-on-one and that you're capitalizing on two-on-ones that you have, which they don't do either. So yeah. it's not great. And they, they've got what right now probably among their top – four defensemen they've got three guys that belong there and then they've had to use guys that probably don't belong there and so yeah at some point you know the dumbbell loss was huge huge the dumbbell loss you can't i i don't think for the team lost its swagger too when they lost him for as much as he might drive fans crazy you can't uh or he, he might drive fans crazy with his style of play what he brought to that blue line was enormous. For and, sure. And if I'm not mistaken, when he got hurt, he led defensemen in goal scoring, right? Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. I'll do what I usually – what I, I very – well, I, I very rarely do. Not because I won't do it, but because I'm I'm rarely wrong or completely wrong about something. But I would like to apologize to Matt Dumba for all the flack that I have given him in the past because I think that I have um, gained a newfound appreciation for him in terms of not just seeing his offensive output for in the moment of a, the goal on the scoreboard, but seeing how that affects the rest of the team, both confidence-wise, but also in like work usage-wise. Because if you're scoring goals, you don't have to, you're not having to ride a Jared Spurgeon every other shift where he's feeling like he needs to do it all and be really good defensively and offensively. I'm sure Ryan Suter has a different type of year if Matt Dumba is still playing. I'm sure that he's maybe not as slower banged up, and he's done great, you know, for for what he came back from. But I think you can definitely tell that when the goals get taken away, it's it's easy to say, well, we're not going to win as many games. But you see how that affects all the other players around him. And I guess I did not see Dumba as that transcendental of a player in this locker room, but at least in the locker room this year, he was. And uh, I'm one of those people, too, that, that really harped on Dumba's defensive yep. game. Even at the expansion draft, yep. I, I was kind of like, you know what? Just take him. Just take that. that yep. And that and you know what? I eat my words there. That's fine. I, I like I'm wrong a lot, so I'm I'm fine eating my words. Uh, but his game this year, both sides, I mean, mm-hmm. just through the roof. I mean, he excelled so much that I am so glad he's on on our team for the next four or five years here. And I, I think the key thing that you see that the Wild right now doesn't do well, and there, there's a a lot of things, 
but they're not very fast mm-hmm. for the most part. But I think the other thing that you see from good young teams too is they're not only fast, but they move the puck really well. Like right. the transition, their transition games now, which and it's incredible to watch. But the transition games of good teams is so quick now. Their breakouts, their their yes. their neutral zone breakouts, like when they're the bang, defense bang. zone, like you reset, go D to D and try to push up ice. Yes, yes, absolutely. And the That's wild missing just so doesn't bad. Have those guys. Yeah, that and that goes into the neutral zone thing that they've been struggling with. And that goes to your guy Rask, who just can't move. Oh my God, I I don't know what to do anymore. I mean, I I I kind of want to give the guy a pass. He had a he had a terrible start to the year with that freak injury with his finger. He we, gets we traded. There's no continuity when he comes here. Mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of want to give him a little bit of a cushion instead of just looking at those first seven games before he went down and be like, oh, this guy's terrible. He's terrible. It's like, well, give him a little shot. Oh, I mean, he's doing. He's doing those Thomas Vanek things where he's just passing up open but shots. But do you see the skills there? Like, like oh. I don't. Oh, so, so the guy that I'm giving time to and and he pops up occasionally, but I think he's going to be fine. Is Fiala? I think Fiala's going to be fine. I think like, so too. Like I think he's played his off wing. He's tried to settle. He, you know, Donato to his credit got here and it was like bang, right? And and he was fantastic. Fiala strikes me as a guy that wants to play a north south game. Uh, but it's taken some time, and so there's games where you're like, you know... He's and, excited. And, and he turns the puck over, which yep. is a problem. But anyway, he does things, and I'm like, you know what? I think he'll be fine. Rask, I have no clue, because I, I don't see, like, the skills there. Right. Like, Fiala, you see the skills, and they're just not consistently unleashed. Right. Rask, I actually watch his game, and I'm like, am I watching something from 1982? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, no, yeah. I, I agree. He, he would fit in with, you know... That style of play, yep. more so, but the game's just so fast. With Fiala, too, I, there's an aggressiveness that I like with him. Even, even though he's turning the puck over, there's an aggressiveness that, that a lot of players in the wild don't have. So I'm, I can be okay. I'm okay with some of those turnovers where he, he turns the puck over, but, but you can tell it he's trying to do something. Where Rask, I, I don't know. I have no idea what he's trying to accomplish when he's out there. Yeah, I think I and, and we'll circle. We'll we'll go a little bit deep dive into this now that we're kind of summarizing all these new guys because I want to get I want to grade these trades just based on how how they've turned out this year. At least each trade that was made. But I think what we appreciate appreciate about Fiala and about Donato especially is not only that they're shooting, but they're not scared to just go. And they're not scared to make a mistake, which is where what you get with young guys. That's one of the great things when you have, it, when you have young guys in the lineup is that you have guys that are going to be, I'm going to go run through a wall. And sometimes those shifts end up really well, where they end up being productive, not just on the score sheet, but maybe they end up doing you know, some really good breakouts. They play well defensively. But... When when you're playing that style of game, you have to be able to rein it in and have players on that team to help rein them in when it starts to get a little bit overextended. I just think that this team leadership is a little murky right now just because there has been so much turnover. Oh, it absolutely There's is. tons of guys out, so there is nobody to rein in the Fiala turnovers. Or 16 has been turning the puck over just a little bit the last few games as well. And I think the offseason is going to be so, so important for this team to not only just get away from the rink, but to get away from each other. Yeah. And to get away and to maybe take away you know, those mindsets that they have. You're like, I work really well with this guy usually. I'm like, yeah, sure, when we they had the roster yes. that they had last year. And really try that's to why, wipe it. That's why I, I've been – serious when I said if I was the organization I would have a new captain because mm-hmm. I think you've got to hit a reset here with, right. with exactly what you're saying and and defined roles that people believe to be in place have to be right. no longer the same thing. Yeah, and so like, reflect like they, it in that Like in that they way show up for well. camp and, and we have seen teams 
the sharks, the kings, yep. who have stripped a captain, mm-hmm. and, and they don't they don't the dump hur- that they don't the hurricanes dump, even too. yeah, and yeah. they don't dump that player. Who did the hurricanes strip the sea from yeah, uh, J- Justin Justin Falk. They stripped it now, yeah, like two years, like last year, a year ago. Justin Williams is their captain now. So your boy, they gave Justin Williams the captainship. Mm-hmm. I did not know, and that. he's great. He's great. Well, he's Justin Williams. He's, he's money. Great. He's money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what? The Sharks stripped uh, Joe Thornton and I think gave mm-hmm. it to, was it Pavelski? Well, they didn't yeah. have one for yep. a while either. They didn't yeah. have one for a while right. because that was that was right after they were up 3 nothing on the Kings in that in the That's in the first right. round series yeah. and they ended up losing 4-3. The Kings stripped it just around and gave it to Kopitar, correct? Yep. So, but that's why I do think to your point, Linz, that it's important to redefine roles here. Mm-hmm. And, and so when these guys do come back, nobody has an assumption of we're just going to go back to how it used to be. Because that's what this that's what this franchise needs is right. to that six-year playoff run, which is probably almost certainly going to come to an end now, mm-hmm. there needs to be sort of a line drawn and, and say, okay, that didn't work to the extent that we hoped it would. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to hit a reset button and we're going to come back with a different idea. For sure. So Absolutely. All right, let's go into these grades. So I'll just go right. off of what's most recently – or uh, we'll start from the, the first one of the year, and then these are just players that have played on the club this year, so it's not including those minor league deals. Mm-hmm. So on January 16th, Justin Kluse was traded for Pontus Aberg. <laughs> Your thoughts on grading that trade, Pontus Aberg for the Minnesota Wild? C-minus. 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 That high? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's pretty modest. A um, player is a failure. Yeah, and, and Clu- I really liked Kluse. Uh, I, I, I didn't think he was going to be a game changer in the NHL, but Pontus has been – has been awful. I don't think it was so detrimental, so that's why I maybe just give it a C minus. Mm. Like I, I don't think the trade hurt or helped the Wild in any way, really. But Pontus Aber is fair, fair enough. But I, but I, I don't. It's I don't not. Know if it it's hurt not him. where it's when we yeah. get to well, the later trades and not as impactful. If yeah. if Pont, so so to me. My commentary on this has nothing to do with clues. So if this had been Aberg for a player to be named, and at this point in time we still didn't know that player, I'd say it's a D or F because the player is just so damn bad. Like sure. like the fact that they relied on him for anything <laughs> or had to eventually mm-hmm. was scary. Like he gives, he's a minus player in every regard. Like he gives you nothing. So is everybody else on this roster? I don't know, but like even if you were to tell me, you know, Judd, you've got to take Rask or Pontus. I'm taking Rask. I, Pontus Aberg <laughs> is awful. This is Russian yeah. roulette like, here like on Judd's him Hockey Show. Go to a game and watch him. He yeah. does. He stands around. He he tries to play like he's got talent. It's like, dude, you got to be moving constantly. You don't have any talent. He's a terrible player. <laughs> he is an awful player. Jesus. What Paul Fenton saw in him, the only the, Paul Fenton. His reliance at Pontus is almost like Pontus must be his kid or something because you could only love your child as such, as such a flawed person. Like he's no good. Oh my goodness! Pontus Aberg. So terrible. give All me right. give me your letter grade yeah. for that. It's just an F. Just <laughs> an whole, F. Whole Shockingly, thing, Judd whole... has started with an F. No, but go to the next trade because go to I the next actually trade. have a higher. I I think I have a higher opinion of this trade than All right. Pontus Aberg's terrible. The day after that. Minnesota Wild send Nito Niederreiter and his $5.25 million cap hit to Carolina for Victor Rask. Your thoughts? Uh, D minus. Oh, my goodness. Um, D minus. And I would have, I, w- I was really excited about that trade because we finally did something. Yes. That was and, the first big shoe to drop, so And to say. Uh, even though uh, Nino was always a good puck possession guy that seemed to get logged down by ice time and by rolls and by position, I, I just thought a change was necessary. And I, I thought with Victor Rask coming here, it was, it was very similar to what Nino was viewed as in Carolina, where he had this great start with the Hurricanes for the first few years, and then he just. He, things just did not go his way. There was a bunch of obstacles in his in his way, and I thought, all right, we don't have a center. 
this this might work out. This is going to be good. And Victor has just been a, a huge disappointment. Um, even even though I gave him a, a big cushion, and I think last night's game was the straw that broke the back. So uh, it, that's, that's that's a D minus. What? That's just him. Yeah, that's it's Victor. Yeah, that Fair is who enough. he is. And D-. that's this is just for what we've seen this season. This isn't Correct. on potential okay. or anything oh, else. We're just well, going off of this that's year. F2, then. I'm sorry. Shocking. I it did not change for you. It's an F then. I'm going to give that deal a D for. What, what did, did you give the uh, and I, Bruce Aver? Um, I will give that one uh, a C as I'll, I'll go a little bit higher. I I, I, I subscribe to your rationale. Optimism. Though, this optimism. Your, not, optimi- not, optimism not, not optimism. It's just that he didn't. It's not like he was the one that wrecked the season. Yeah, it's that's not, how I it's not it like, you know, it's yeah. they didn't give up much for him. Judd's going to fire both of us. Yes. For once. Terrible trade. All right. The next <laughs> trade, we have a fifth round pick was sent uh, to the Vegas Golden Knights for Brad Hunt. I give this deal an A plus personally. He's been good. He's I think oh, he's, he's been he's great. He's actually being asked to do more than you would like him to have to do. But he's rose of, to the occasion. But he's act but he has been a uh I'd say he's been a nice player. I, I, I give great. B minus. I go B minus. I, okay. I don't I can't give him an A. Uh, right. I, I didn't get a lot of A's in my life, so I I know what an A looks like and that that is not an A. So I'm gonna go B minus. Right. B minus is very fair. Yeah. B minus for both all right. Yep. And then trade deadline deals. We have Charlie Coyle being sent to Boston for Ryan Donato and a 2019 fifth round pick. A plus. <laughs> really? A plus. Really? A plus. I did, you, are you that sure? Is are you that sure? is an A. That is an A plus trade. Uh, that was that was amazing. And, you know, Donato, I, 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 no one expected this, but he but, has uh, just been so phenomenal. Charlie Coyle was, I, who I loved. I, I love him all. Of, of you three, I liked him the most. I was fine with his game. I was tired of him. I, I, everyone got sick of his offensive ceiling, never reaching yeah. it. I, I like him. He's a very responsible player, but... Ryan Donato brings this mantra and this motto to the team that I just absolutely love and is contagious. Well, I wish it was more contagious, but he, he's been phenomenal. That's an A-plus trade. A-plus. Judd, oh, that was a very Judd. A-plus. A-plus trade. Um, I'm going to bring that grade down by half a grade to an A. Okay. It, just an it's A. An a it's an A trade. It's a, it looks like it's currently a great trade, and I think it's going to stay a great trade. So, yes, Paul Fenton done good. A. I'm about to get controversial here. Because everybody's obsessed with Ryan Donato now. Yeah, I do like And that. fair enough, because I get why people are obsessed with him. Because he shoots the puck, which at the very least, no one else does. No so else. I get why everybody is like, holy cow, look at this guy. He's working his ass off. He's shooting pucks. It's great. He really hasn't put that much up on the scoreboard production-wise the last few games. Neither, no one else has. But he had before that. But let's not make this out into a huge, you know, big-time success. This this kid, I think, is going to be a huge part of the future of this franchise. But since we're grading this season thus far, none of my, gra- none of my grades are going to make sense. I'm going to give this, gra- I'm going to give him a B plus. I'm going to give him a B plus. Okay. Because I think that he do- he you're, definitely I gave a little bit of what. I think you're going to come well, like but every, but everybody, too, But everybody too. else is going to give it an A. They're going to say that's the best trade that they've made this year. So by me saying that's not my best trade so that taking, I think they've made this year. You're taking a hipster approach. It's, it, you're doing, Don't you're going ever, away from the norm. How dare you ever accuse me of being a hipster same. or anything. Just do same. not. Do not give me that grunge. All right. Last deal that's been made this year thus far. Yep. Mikhail Granlin gets sent to uh, Nashville for Kevin Fiala. Your grades. Uh, again, I'll go B minus. Um, if we're if if we're gonna take the Lindsay look at the season as a as what has happened with the trade, I'll go B minus. I think they're very similar uh, players, mm-hmm. but uh, and, and I like what Fiala should be able to do long term. 
Uh, as I said, I like his confidence, even though he turns the puck over and has had some really uh, head-scratching games. I think he's going to be a big part of the future. And Mikhail Granlund, you had to get rid of that contract. You weren't going to be able to repay him a new one. So 5.75 yeah, through were, this season. You're not going to be able to give him a raise on this team. So so I'm okay with moving on from Granlund. I, I maybe still would have waited at the draft day to trade him, but B-. minus. Fair enough. Judd? First of all, I was seeing, and you're, you're correct that he hasn't had points of late, but Donato has 16 points and four goals in 19 games. So right. production's there. So yeah, the production has been there, and I am. But what? But why Ryan are people? Donato, so. Why are people really getting on Ryan Donato's bandwagon because he's shooting the puck? How many goals does he have? Uh, four goals. And four how goals. exactly? Four goals. Hey, but, I know. I know. I'm just saying. Still shoots the puck. But a B, a I know. He's a very fair grade. That's, that's fair fine. Grade. That's fine. Um, where am I? I'm trying to find what Granlund. I've got it. Uh, oh, I have the it. The page called up here. What has Granlund done? Uh, in 13 games in Nashville, he has one goal, three assists, four points. He's a minus six, no power play points. Excuse me, one power so play. So that's assist. not that, working well, got, well for him. And they them. got him for the power play. Correct? Yeah. Their power mm-hmm. play is awful. Awful. And he was supposed to. I believe the addition of Granlund, and Boyle, Simmons. and Simmons. And Simmons has done nothing there too. Uh, I'm going to give this trade. So we are grading this to date, correct? Yes, like, to date. Like no projections. Right. Uh, I'm going to give it a C. I a mean, C. both, okay. both yeah. guys have been average at best, right? Yeah. Fial has not like been that. great. I like Fial. I think he's going to be fine, but he has certainly struggled. Granlund has too. I'd say it's just a wash right now. Yeah. Like, like if if Nashville clearly thought, okay, we, we've got a player to that's going to improve us short term right now. Yeah. He hasn't, so no. it's a C. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a C-plus for the Fiala like you. I think that there have been flashes of, of things, but obviously he still has, has some work to do, as every 22-year-old does in every other profession in the world. So let's remember that when we talk about players as well. Um, let's Why don't we move on and have some fun with fun with some stuff? Because it's been so depressing watching these, watching these games. Um, what I'm, I'm interested because just – Watching Bruce, he looks so miserable. Oh, I feel well, he bad. Can't and trapped, and he, just he can't accept no. the losing. And and I think, un- unfortunately, unfortunately, I thought that, that there was a good chance he was going to be fired. But I did find out there, there was a report last week that I had no clue about. Did you guys know that he signed? So I think he signed a four four year contract. He's going to be going from his initial signing. Year. His initial signing. Mm-hmm. So Chuck Fletcher signed him to a four year contract. He's now. Th- completing year three, and I thought they're going to fire him yep. and just p- pay him for year four. What I didn't realize until this past week was he also got two more years as a consultant. So that contract was actually a six-year oh, contract. So they're trying to do so, a twins kind of So now, thing, now yeah. the rumor is that Leopold is not going to let Fenton fire Boudreaux because that contract, you know. He's going to get paid either way exactly. for another so two do years. Do you want to be paying a coach while, while you're paying while you're paying a guy to – Sit out for the final year of his coaching contract, plus the other additional, plus the other yeah. additional years. Or do you want to say, uh, 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 I don't want to pay another coach too, and so bring back Bruce, which I think would be fantastic, right? Because I'm been pro I, yeah. Bruce this whole time, right? Yeah, right, right. So if they bring Bruce back, I think that's great, right? But anyway, I, I did not I, know that that he had two additional. I, years I, I, I did not know that either, and that's and that's good to keep in mind in in terms of if he gets fired because that just means there's more money off the books for more for a longer period of time. But when a coach is that exacerbated, I always kind of go back to as a coach myself and then as a player when I've put coaches where I've been part of games where they haven't been our best and I understand why our coach like semi hates us for the for the for the time being. Um, I don't know, Declan. How long did you play hockey for? How what how, what's your experience uh, organized hockey? Zero years, couple years of street hockey as a goaltender. Okay, and boot that was hockey. it. That was runner, it. Runner up. But like you, so you've never been bag skated. No, 
Have you ever been like just uh, punishment, anything else in, in sports? Hockey related? Well, just oh. any other sport that you've played where you have a practice where it's like it's what we call a no puck practice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, in baseball, I played baseball growing up. So, yes, I had. So, baseball, you guys had to run around on the field twice. Killers, and then yeah. ca- and then that was that was it yep. for the cardio of the day. Yep. Judd, what about you? House league uh, one year in eighth grade. So, we did were, you guys we get bit? We well, I don't know, no, not on purpose. I mean, we skated a lot, but no, I, we we were not like we did not lo- lose a game and then have to go out and practice again or get bag skated. Well, this does wonders for my bit yep. as I'm the only but, one that's been truly bag skated multiple times. But but it's... our pro players now, like I I encouraged I, when they fired Yo and the Wild went that year on a uh, Western Canada road swing. I said if I was Torgetti, I would bag skate him the entire trip. Yeah, I'd get him out there every day, and they never did. So, so do pro players get bag skated now? I think I think it it's still like I think it still happens. I just think that it's a less effective tool that can be used. Sure. Ten, fifteen years ago, you could be, like people. It sucks to get bag skated. If, and for any any of our listeners that have been in uh, through it, you know, tweet us, tell us your story because I've had horror stories where it's like you know, full herbies, twenty five of them puking in I was between. Say, that could cause you to like puke. puking through the mask the whole oh. bit. Oh yeah, and then the absolute Ugh. worst part of bag. The worst part of bag skating, especially as a goalie, is like once you're about halfway, you're, you're, you've done a few, and the stops and starts just kill you, sure. and that your legs get so tired, so they just like straighten up, so you're just like oh. chopstick walking down the oh, ice. Oh, the goaltending. Oh god. Um, but I think uh. I think it's still it, it depends on the team because if it's a younger team, you can play, you can you can do that more. But it depends on the personalities because kids don't respond to the same type of stimulus. Th- this team does not. Aside from that pathetic performance against Dallas a few weeks back, this team does not need that. Like, the, well, what are you going to do at this right, point of the season? Right, but I mean, they're yeah. not. It, this is not a situation. And, and I love to dump on this team when, when I feel that they are becoming right. a lazy bunch of players but this is not laziness no like the Arizona game they just they don't have it and I'm not saying Bruce should bag skate them I'm just he has the look of the coach that just he needs to reclaim some of his power well, and the way you do that is to bring t- the players to your mercy I by tell you what skate. I think the I think the Coyotes wild game on Sunday was a matchup of whichever of those guys gets their team in the playoffs and it might it could be it might not be Arizona was a matchup of two coaches who should be in serious consideration for coach of the year because Tockett and Bruce have both done a fantastic job. You're saying job. Bruce should be up for coach of the year. No, he won't year. be now, but I said if he could get this collection in the playoffs, which we oh. don't think he's going to, but if he had gotten that eighth spot, Come he on. wouldn't win it. But my God, that man has pulled every string possible. He has. Sure, but they know. Not- no, and now I'm now I'm not suggesting that right. he deserves votes, but when they were when they looked like they might get a playoff spot, I said, yeah, he's done a fantastic job. Like he's that pulled every, surge, and yeah. I think he's exhausted from pulling the strings. Don't yeah, you? Like he I agree. looks to me like a man who is absolutely exhausted because he's done everything in his power to will this team. Well, that's, he's pulled into all the a cards. He's pulled all absolutely. the bag skates. He's pulled all the. He's I'm going to go in the locker room he's and yelled. just curse you he's out. Yep. He's done mm-hmm. everything possible. Yep. But but I do believe now that we are just at a point where he must look at that roster and be like, I tried. Like when you're being forced. In fact, you didn't bring this up in the grades. When you are being forced, as I think we talked about on last week's podcast, to play Batetto. Oh, God. Like, was but, he out there? Sealer played last night, didn't he? Yeah, but Batetto, in fact, I think Batetto's now like sat out three games. But I mean, Batetto, uh, like, 
Pontius is just terrible. Yeah, like, Pontius and I guess Patel's yeah. a really nice guy. He's a really good guy. Guys love him. Most guys are really nice. So this guys. isn't a, this is not an indictment. I, I feel bad saying this, but you watch him play, and it's like, dude, what? How? Yep, for sure. And yep. there's no way that Bruce. There is no way that Bruce Boudreau. Said, thought to himself, tonight I'm going to scratch Sealer <laughs> and play Potato. There, he, you know, he was told Puppet play Master Potato. Paul. Yeah, so Puppet Master Paul. So, it's but a weird I bit. just I look at Bruce and I think to myself, one, I'm concerned about the guy's health, but two, <laughs> no, seriously, I know because he gets so red and you know hey. he's not in the greatest of shape. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, we've had coaching with health issues yeah, in this absolutely. town before, so we're very aware. So of I'm it. I'm seriously concerned about his health. But I do think he's done a fantastic job. This is I. This is probably one of the best jobs he's done, just as far as getting a team close to a mm-hmm. playoff spot. And you're like, this team might be a last place team. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I suppose. Poor Bruce. Yeah, I do feel bad. I but do I wouldn't feel fire bad. him. No, I would not fire him. They, I, hope he, I, hope I still, I still kind of, and I know he, like I said, he's got that contract in clause, so th- th- that might negate this comment. But I still wonder if he just walks away. I mean, how, what is the likelihood of him just walking yeah, away? Yeah, but I don't think he wants to leave Minnesota because they, they own that new junior team that's kind of based out of Coon Rapids that his but wife may- is running and right, stuff, but, too. But maybe he oh. just wants to put all the focus into that and his kids okay, here's and his my grandkids. And, uh, what's he going to do? Now, yeah, exactly. Now, to your, okay, to your point, I said this five years back. when At some point when the Twins were bad, I said the same thing about, about Gardy. Gardy. I said, he's going to walk away. Look at his health. Look at how he just looks miserable. He's not in good shape. And he didn't. So They don't know what else to exactly. do. It's, yeah. it's, it's, like Gardy could have easily done the same thing. Right. Like, this team's terrible. I'm just done here. It's what they it. know, and it totally makes sense, especially if you're a former player. The biggest, it's the toughest transition that I've had to make, and for, I'm I'm not sure what other people's experience, if they have experiences, please let me know. But if you're an athlete and when you or or a coach or you've been involved with something for such a long time and just take a step back and then just the finality of it, you, it's not the game, it's not the um, structure, it's the it's the support network. It's being with your being with your guys or with your gals and having people around not just like to talk to but you want people around to like notice if something's not going right with you or yes. if you're not feeling great or if you are feeling great and to like share in that with you and that's what you lose when you uh you leave the game and that's that's why you see so many coaches look at ken hitchcock for god's sake yeah. the guy is like retired well, if four Boudreaux times walked away from here he would he would be back in the league coaching and pretty quickly well yeah. god it would it take him right. uh, a week and a half when he was not even when he was fired for washington and then picked There's up by anaheim ducks. yep yeah if if he does get fired let's just let's play let's just play uh play sure. a game where where do you think his most likely landing spot if he gets fired and he were to say i'm gonna definitely coach next season There's a lot of jobs gonna be open right i really are like... there though because aren't there a lot of jobs that were well ruby's got to keep anymore. the job in st louis unless quenville wants it and that would be the only way although ruby 1000 percent deserves to have that job i would oh, for s- sure I, I would say the most attractive destinations if i was bruce would be edmonton philly uh, yeah. and, and philly would be going back with chuck yeah if they don't but keep, do, you, um, do you if you're bruce do you want to go back with chuck yeah i, I think they got along okay i but, think but I, the guy yeah. in philly what what's it gordon yeah, something like that. I don't know what the heck he is. Um, who replaced Haxtell's done a pretty yeah. good job. He, well, so they they, they made a, they made a little bit of a run. They it did. depends on how the younger kids have have uh, attached to that coach because they have the Carter Hart and all that other. I'm, stuff, I'm intrigued by Eggmanton because he's that's like, a good one. I like yeah, that one. because he's he's had he he coached star players before. Connor McDavid seems like he that he's a more low maintenance star too. That he seems like he would be a star that. Bruce would not only know how to handle, but would be like, this is the type of guy that I want. And they're wasting him. So I, I Now, the Oilers have to know. get a GM first 
in no, place, which they which they won't do yeah. until after the season is done. I don't. It's so toxic up there, though. It just seems like whatever they throw, yeah, whatever but, they throw but in, if you got they the just chance, can't. But to what you just said, if you got the chance, I know that's fair. And Drysital, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you have to deal with your the Lucic contract for till God <laughs> knows when, and and they're Boy, they, the, the they're McDavid strapped thing, too. The McDavid thing would that's, be really that's exciting. That's, that's exciting fair. To me. That's fair. So, because yeah, so let's say. St. Louis goes to Barubi. Yeah, I think that's Let's say Philadelphia deal. opens up. Edmonton opens up. Chicago is going to keep their guy. Culleton's Florida's nice keeping job. their guy, right? Uh, he might get fired. Bob Boogner might get fired. Mm, that that's... might not be a bad destination who's the, who's the Kings? Who's the Kings buffoon? Oh, he's done. They're, Willie he, Day yeah, Jardin. He, he, okay. Yeah, he's done. They're going to be getting a new – they're going to be – yeah, so you, you, you walk in with a number one overall pick. Go that doesn't happen. That does, yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen very often in Bruce the NHL. Bruce would get a job. Oh, for I think sure. Bruce oh, yeah. would be yeah, coaching, yeah, yeah. be back in coaching. Very, well, because very he's shown that he can coach in but big Bruce, cities. But Bruce is not. It's he's not even close to the problem here. No, like, he's not. Like, no, no, no. Like, but that's I, the but thing you're, is, you're thinking rationally no, right I know, now. I know. At least when it, in terms of the the coaching of Fenton, a potential yeah, Fenton, coaching change. Fenton, the only thing that I can hope is is that Leopold does put up a roadblock on Fenton and says you're not going to fire a guy who essentially has three years left on, on a contract, so I can go pay another coach. So yeah, that would and who be are you going to get? Like, there's that's also it. been a bunch that's of guys that are like. Evison would be promoted. I yeah. think. To, to, yeah. Yeah. Is that the AHL guy? That's the that's AHL just... guy who was Fenton's guy in Milwaukee. Who then? Who then? When they fired Bruce's buddy Anderson after last year, oh. they forced Bruce to take him. Yep. So, Fair enough. So it's sort of like now. Now here's the problem. Dean runs the power play. Uh oh. You guys watch that power play sometimes. It's, Unfortunately, yes. The it's personnel choices a unwell. little bit. I, I heard that there was one point this uh, – it was the Islander game, actually, where, where they scored two power play goals after they switched Donato t- to the first unit of the power play that basically Bruce told Dean put him on the first pairing. Well, hold on, though. Or Did, first line. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I first thought, unit. I he thought was, Dean, Donato was on the second. I was, for whatever reason, think Dean Evanson was coaching in, in Iowa. I don't know why I thought that. No, yes, he's, but he's no, there. He's, he's the, the assistant he's the, and the big club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's – Right. But it's like there have been times I've watched that, that power play – and the personnel choices, I don't right. understand. Of course, at all. of course. So, anyway, I perplexing. I'm hoping they keep. Her. I agree. Love I agree. Her. What else you got here, Lindsay? Anything I got else? CWHL. Yeah, yeah, that's what? so. What's going on with that? Absolutely so, terrible. For those of us that don't it. know, because hockey, as it's a niche sport, it, we have a tendency to just stay in our own bubble. CWHL, the Canadian Women's uh, Hockey League, which is the NWHL equivalent, just. Up in Canada, it's older. It's it's, one of, it was it, one of two leagues in Canada, It was Canada, one of correct? two leagues, okay. and it is going to be – it was just announced yesterday uh, that they are going to be folding as of basically now after 12 seasons. And, uh, you know, they, they they have teams in Toronto, Montreal. They, they had just expanded to two teams in China. Um, tons of Canadian Olympic talent usually plays up there. A lot of uh, Team USA girl uh, women play up there as well if they're not in the NWHL. Sure. And uh, they're folding the league, and – it's not great for women's hockey. They said business. Why it, folding though? It's finances? it's it's finances, and okay. and the NWHL isn't uh, uh, booming. Well, it's not it's not not booming, but the problem is is that people expect like the same business models that work for men's sports to work okay. as women's sports, and that and then they're like, oh, I wonder why they failed. You're like, well, you have to market it a certain way, and you have to go and be very vigilant and doing your research in what cities and how you're presenting your product. And I'm not saying the CWHL did not do that. What I'm saying is that 
this might not be as bad as everyone else is making it out to be. Because obviously it's very unfortunate that the league folded. People are out of jobs as of right now. It's mm-hmm. it's elite. There's no such thing as too many women's sports leagues. There really isn't because there's not enough, period. Mm-hmm. But I think what – for and it, WHL – it's on better footing than it was even a couple of years ago. And this is a this is a, a league that added your Minnesota Whitecaps last August. So just a couple months before the season of this year in which the Whitecaps won the Isabella Cup, so the, the NWHL equipment of, of the Stanley Cup, they added them super late before the, the, this season started. So... While it seems like there's a lot of things right now, they're like, well, not, where are all these women? What are we going to do? The one league thing, it might not come out this second, but I wouldn't put it past that Danny Ryland, who's the commissioner of the NWHL, and uh, I'm sure the WHL leadership, to try to figure something out. Maybe it's not going to be all of the teams, obviously, but I think you can get the Toronto Furies, which was partnered with uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Lake Canadians, who were partnered with Montreal Canadiens, and there's uh there's so to come into the, the league to come into and in. yes to come into the NWHL or at least well, that'd be good. it I think it would be good and I think that they, they were that that was kind of in the plans yeah they were there is in talk there is talks already right. ongoing well and there's been to- there have been talks for years like like I said the Whitecaps just joined the NWHL this year this past season so until not even a year ago their future was incredibly uncertain uh, in terms of just continuing to exist um, but I think that. The Buffalo Buttes, which are already part of the NWHL, are owned and managed by the owners of the Buffalo Sabres and the Buffalo Bills. And that now that the CWHL has shuttered their doors, I think that opens up, you know, a lane or at least an easily accessible lane to take on a couple of these teams, expand that league, and make and make a better case to the NHL and partnering too. Absolutely. Which I think is the biggest thing you need to do, mm-hmm. and what the Whitecaps had done. Board, is Gary on board with this idea, though? Because I a think, lot of yeah, sense. I think so. I Gary, Gary's, you know, company line most of the time yeah. with, with Gary Bear, and I get why they why they don't want to speculate, but it just it makes too much. And Leopold does not own the Whitecaps, correct? He, he does he not supports them. No, the, no, the NWHL owns the Whitecaps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes sense for him to buy that team, to be honest. Right, with and it just makes sense, especially with. Uh, the Olympic, uh, they, the Team USA won the the gold last year at the Olympics. You had the Kendall Coin at the at the NHL All Star yeah. Game. She's on the Whitecaps. There's there's no better time, but we just gotta we just gotta give it a few minutes. But it's unfortunate that the league is folding. But I think it could. Uh, it so could, it could help things. Actually, you're saying long term, it could result in a in a step forward if this is handled correctly. I like to think of it as a controlled burn, like a prairie burn, where okay. you would burn yeah. it down and then maybe rebuild it to make even better. Good but idea, yeah. we'll, we'll see. You guys can send us your thoughts if you guys have any thoughts on uh, the CWHL folding. So so how many teams does this league own? The NWHL? The yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure about the actual ownership. It was my understanding that the league own, at least has a, a majority stake of ownership in each of the teams, but that might not be true anymore. Okay. But I think what down the road what they want it to be is that you have an owner, obviously, of the team, uh, and that might be the NHL partner or some other uh, some other person. But I think the partnership with the NHL is the most important thing because the Whitecaps did a great job with the they were playing at Tria. Absolutely, they sold yeah. out. They were the, they were profitable. Oh, and it's a yeah. good and it's a great which is insane. Which people like, if but it's really good hockey. Yeah, too, so. it's great hockey. But I don't think people understand like it's pro- how crazy it is that for a women's team to be profitable mm-hmm. anywhere. Period. It right. doesn't happen. Sure. It doesn't happen in college. It, it doesn't happen for a lot of men's sports in college. Absolutely. So it's a huge deal. And if you take that model 
and Minnesota's unique, but hey, it can be done. So okay. why not? All right, Declan, last thing that we're going to talk about. Okay. Desion. But, uh, you know what it's – I'm going to – Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I think it's – Until not, Saturday morning, I had never heard of American International. I know. Okay. That, I, I, it was going to go one of Saint two St. Cloud ways. State lost. Yeah, St. Cloud State lost. Again, to a team I never seed. heard – squad never heard of. One they lost to who? American International. Saturdays. All right. right. Dude, that's, yes. I think it's that college. That was, that was our an, childhood. Okay. It's an East Coast school, right? Yeah. I, 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 I mean, it's no, it. anyway, it's, it's no holy anyway, cross. So but you went to St. Cloud, but, and you worked in St. Cloud, but you're happy about it? I'm happy about it for a couple reasons. Okay. I always love being the number one team and then just getting to the doorstep and then not even ringing the doorbell. And Minnesota State lost as well. So Got the Bulldogs. I finally understand, after going to St. Cloud State and being a 26-year-old now, I understand why people don't like St. Cloud State. Like, don't like St. Cloud State the city, or don't like St. Cloud the city and don't like St. Cloud State people. Because this reaction throughout the entire season uh, by a certain fan base up there was embarrassing to everyone involved in that hockey program. Why? When they fired Bob Motzko and they hired Brett Larson, and, and you can be upset that, that Bob, uh, excuse me, when Bob Motzko quit, he, he yep, yep, him. yep, when Motzko left his team and joined the enemy, you can be upset about that. I And there was some shady, fishy business that went involved into that, and that's, that's totally College respectable. College athletics was shady business? But the fact that throughout this whole season that that St. Claude State team essentially was the same, the roster, the record, the performances – and you thought that Bob was possibly holding you back from getting past the big game in March. And what happens? You go out and lose. To it, The loss to Air Force last year stunk. But Air Force and Saratori is a very good coach team. I wasn't too surprised by and that. And I've heard of them. You, Yeah, and you've heard of them. You lose to American International. That's not your coach. That is your players. Three out of four years, that senior group has been the one, one, and two overall seeds in the tournament. You have zero playoff wins. Your players play. They are the diet wild. That's exactly what happened. You didn't even show up to play. You got burned out by two teams that were so mis- like so terrible. Really, really bad teams. And that's what happened. You, it wasn't your coach, you morons. Your players oh, wow. could not show up on the biggest game. You're the Diet Wild. Congratulations on another regional bid. Hang another banner. Well, you have feelings. I it it, it it I'm it it made me happy. It made me happy. Well, you went on this rant on the uh, Gopher Pod or the yeah. Gopher Podcast. Is yes. that right? Yes. Where can we find Ross that? Brandle? On scorenorth.com. Oh, great. And wherever you find your podcast. Mm. American International College. Uh, Northeast 10 Conference, Atlantic Hockey Conference. What state? Springfield, Massachusetts, so not far from where you... I actually do know that school now okay. that I think about it. They have 21 varsity teams. It looks like they're primarily Division II. I've never, I'd never yeah. heard of them. Spe- Springfield? Speaking of, mm. uh, when you said Jacques Lemaire, I mean, they played a trap. They played a trap. They couldn't, the St. Cloud couldn't get into the zone. It was embarrassing. It was emba- They were schooled by a terrible, terrible team. What's worse, that or the Holy Cross loss from God knows how many I years think ago it's this one. Actually, I think, you know what? People were tweeting the worst the worst college hockey losses. Somebody tweeted like the top four or something, top three. I mean, there have been a lot and of ho- options. And Holy Cross year. didn't even make it. Which that I shocks was, which me. Shocked, which that was abs- like the first and big I don't, one. And I, don't, I can't rate them, so that shocked but me I, as well. I, I so I'm not defending Holy it. Cross sucks. But like I saw three, I saw three rankings of massive college Holy hockey Cross. upsets. And yeah, that one didn't make it. I was really surprised. But, but the, I and remember I think this one does make it. That that sure. was that was that seating that year for the Gopher Holy Crossing was was 16-1. finicky. 
wasn't it, though? Were, no, they were two. Technically, Minnesota was not the number one. Okay. They were two. They were a one seed in their regional, but they were two overall. Okay. And okay. there was some funkiness in the selection committee. They also were playing in a sold-out North Dakota crowd. So, like, they basically were playing a road game okay. in at the Ralph in North Dakota. Still, so, But not really. Terrible be- loss. Because Bad loss. Minnesota travels. But, 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 or are you talking about St. Cloud? No, I'm talking about the so, Gophers. Oh. That, that, was a, that was a hostile environment. So the Gophers didn't make the tournament. St. Cloud was a top seed and got knocked out by a school I had never heard of in my life until Saturday. They're blue. And Minnesota State, which is, of course, Mankato oh. State. Just call yourself Mankato State. Yeah. Um, lost in their first round. Blew a three-goal lead. Yeah, three yeah and gave up six unanswered goals. Six unanswered including goals. Including an empty netter or two, right? Still have not won an NCAA tournament game in program how do you? Game. How does that happen? Yeah. How do you give up? Hold my beer, MSU. Hold my beer. There's a lot of beer holding. Yep. This is, but this is the Minnesota hockey elitism at its finest. It is because we always talk about. Look at how many. There was an article last week saying the Minnesota could, has a chance to do what no other state has done in the in the history me. of athletics. I wrote that article. Probably if you. That was you. I wrote that. Article. Look at you. Are you feeling yeah. great? You yeah. wrote that article. Yeah, I wrote that article. And you wrote and you said we could have three out of four teams in the first. We could, and four. that's never happened. That and that's cool. It is cool. Yeah, but the problem is, is that there's so all we the Minnesota sports culture, especially hockey, just does enough so you can write your article about the potential history. Yeah, but that clicks. means only one of them and granted, I get it. You don't if one gets through, that's great. But we always get to the doorstep and then we're like, bye, we'll just lose to some other raggedy team that basically was thrown together two years ago. That is Minnesota sports in a nutshell. I hate hockey. Playoff hockey needs to be here so I can watch something other than the wild. (laughs) Say bye again. Bye.